host Ryan Kramer, and this is my corner of the internet where I bring the best and brightest in the Amazon and e-commerce industry. With that being said, this is episode 182. Uh, if you were with us yesterday, we had two episodes, almost back to back. Really, uh, we talked about building profitability with your um, brands and how to make your brands both valuable and sellable, and what that looks like uh, with our roundtable panelists. Um, and then we also talked about just overcoming obstacles on Amazon. Today, we're taking a little bit of a different approach. We're going to put our uh, fortune telling hats on, kind of taking what we learned about in 2020, 2020, I would say, even in also 2021, and really how it's going to impact brands moving forward because there's just news constantly coming out. I feel like my head's on a swivel stick. Uh, our guest was talking, uh, I was talking pre show with our guest today. Uh, his head is on the swivel stick. We're constantly trying to figure out what, what's going on in the space and, and truly figure out what it all means for those brands on Amazon. But that being said, just a quick shout out to our presenting sponsors, Ping Pong Payments. Are you having trouble getting money into uh, your supplier and manufacturer quickly? Well, with Ping Pong Payments, you can actually do that by sending money directly in foreign currency, whether that be the yuan, the INR, wherever you're uh, supplier manufacturer might be, or if you just want to pay your VAs um, or any other entity internationally, you can pay them in localized currency easily with a solution like ping pong payments. It's easy, it's cost effective, and it puts money back to your bottom line instead of paying hidden fees through banks, through other service providers, anything like that. It's free to sign up. Just go to usa.pingpongx.com forward slash podcast, and you can Sign up for free today and check out all of our past episodes. Like I said, this is episode 182 of our beautiful show, Crossover Commerce. And you can watch all former episodes, go look through all of our past highlights, takeaways, and even has transcripts of every single episode. So if you do the math, we do on average about an hour worth of content for every episode. So lots of content out there to read through key takeaways from all of our experts, including our guest, who's also a friend of the show. So that being said, we wanted to talk about 2022, what to expect, and how brands are going to adapt moving into this next coming year, which is only a few weeks away, believe it or not. Um, look at the calendar. It's coming out quickly. So that being said, I want to bring back friend of the show, Learon Hirschkorn of Incrementum Digital. Learon, thanks for hopping on Crossover Commerce. Thank you so much for uh, having me uh, on. Um, been been watching your content and uh been uh been great to see to see you just putting out a lot of uh valuable content so uh, appreciate that for having me on it's easy to, it's easy to do it from my uh i want to say my mothership here at home so <laughs> but you've been out on the road you've been hitting the pavement you've been talking with lots of sellers since we last talked um i i would almost say like what's what's new, what's the world been like since uh, we last had you on which was like late last year early this year i would say um What's it been like out there uh, talking with sellers and clients and employees? You're you're growing quickly too. So what's it been like? Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's been it's been an interesting year. You know, I think the the COVID bump has uh, ended, um, and I think um, you know this year, especially in a variety of ca of categories that really took off in 2020. Um, you know, look at categories like home decor um, and fitness and, and certain categories that were very, very successful, especially early on when, when COVID um, hit, um, you know, I think are having somewhat of a, of a tougher time, you know, like uh, people already bought all the exercise equipment they needed for their, for their house, you know, when um, you don't need another Peloton. 
<laughs> um, you don't need another Peloton. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, if, if you moved into, you know, working from home, um, from working in the office, you already bought the things to make your working more comfortable, easier for you, better, etc. So, um, you know, we've seen that we've seen brands kind of um, having a harder time in certain categories this year, especially I think starting starting with like uh, as uh, as the country started to open up before before this like Delta variant became a thing right around like June, July, um, you know, I think it was right around the time went to prosper, you know, the country was opening up and, and I think people started to shop more in brick and mortar and go out and, um, you know, and um, it's been a challenge, I think, for a lot of brands over the last, you know, uh, several months. Um, on top of that, you know, you have a lot of pressures on, you know, margins, like obviously supply chain, um, you know, and, uh, and um, you know, inventory, um, inventory uh, limitations from, from Amazon, you know, so a lot of pressures. And then, uh, just uh, yesterday, Amazon announces an increase in uh, in fees uh, for you know fulfillment and for um, and for storage. So um, it's not necessarily going to get any uh, any easier. Um, but uh, you know, I think the way brands really uh, that sell on Amazon adapt is they change their mindset from being an Amazon seller to a brand um, and. I think, you know, for, for the future to be successful, you'll need to start thinking about the same things that, you know, D2C brands have been thinking about, um, you know, which is sort of building an audience and, uh, you know, working with influencers and driving ads outside of Amazon um, into Amazon. Um, all those things are going to need to be part of your, you know, marketing arsenal. I think just like, you know, just the inside of Amazon tactics will, will only take you, you know, so far. Um, and, um, you know, the better you could do that, the more branded traffic you're going to get, the more branded traffic you're going to get, the lower your ACoS is going to be. Um, I also, I also uh, see Amazon just, you know, opening up and giving you a lot more tools. You know, the, since, since we last spoke, they, they recently launched this uh, Opportunity Explorer, which is now giving mm -hmm. you, actual like real search volume data on competitors. Um, so Amazon's going to give you more data. And I, I, my, you know, I think sort of uh, prediction is, and, and this is not like a hard prediction to, to come by, is that Amazon will give you more data. So, you know, I would like to see, and I think it would be smart for Amazon to give you, you know, lifetime value of a, of a customer or at least 12 month value of a customer. And if, if it aligns very well with their strategy to, get you to spend more money on ads because if you, you know, right now they give you like repeat purchase rates, but they don't give you actual like, you know, lifetime value of a, of a, of a customer for, for a particular product. And if they did you, especially if you have a consumable or some kind of like repeatable purchase or people are buying multiple products from you, then you'll be able to, un to understand that um, what the, what, what your real cost of acquiring customers should be because of the, because of the lifetime value, you'll be able to spend more on ads and, I feel like that's part of the way Amazon's going to sort of, you know, combat this like rise in, you know, cost per click and get you to spend more money, um, you know, on the platform. Um, and, you know, things are getting more complex. Um, another thing that came out recently is 
Um, Amazon is now it's in beta, so it's not launched yet for for a lot of people. But we're seeing um, bid optimization rules um, in uh, in the ad platform. Um, so you'll actually be able to kind of enter in a target ROAS, um, and Amazon will actually you know optimize your bids towards that target ROAS. There's some nuances to it where if you're not able to reach that ROAS, like after 21 days, Amazon will sort of end, cut off that feature. Um, when I posted it, um, or when I, when I saw somebody post about it, um, somebody made a comment almost like, you know, are you go are you going to give like, are you going to give like the it, it was some kind of term like, basically like, are you going to give like the like the robber like full full access to control everything kind of a thing like, do you want Amazon? optimizing your bids for you because they obviously have like different different set of interests but um just just a lot of uh a lot of things happening well it, it that that makes sense and i i'm not i'm laughing here in the background because you're right um do you really want to leave it up to amazon to say oh yeah like let me let me add a little bit more to my budget here or upcharge here or things like that and that can get out of hand quickly um high level when you mentioned all those things it seems crazy to think that all happened in one year. Um, it seems like, I, I'm not sure about you, Laren, has this been a year where there's just been so much change, small tweaks here and there? Nothing like super major like um, FBA or FBM or anything like that, just like the program itself. Um, nothing major like that, but there's been tons of tweaks, I feel like every two, three, four weeks or so. Yeah. There's just people are constantly have to stop what they're doing, read through everything and like, all right, well, this makes it annoyingly hard to like adjust, but we can do it. So it's, it's, it's almost like the thousand death by thousand paper cuts, right? Like small things here and there. And over time, you're like, you Jesus, have to, like, let me, <laughs> let me have a break. Yeah. You have to pay a lot of attention because yes, there's been a ton of updates. And as you know, as we talk, I just think of more and more, you know, uh, Amazon, launched now this like customer engagement tool um and it's intended to allow you to s send out notices of like new new uh new asins to your followers and again that's something d2c brands have always had to think about getting followers well now you'll have to think about how do i get more followers uh on amazon uh for for my brand so yeah i mean it seems like there isn't uh a week or two that goes by with, without some kind of update somewhere, especially in the advertising side. Uh, there's been a, there's been many many updates. I mean, you can now target Twitch audiences, you know, in sponsored display ads. Um, look back periods for you know retargeting and purchase remarketing are now um, uh, expanded. Um, th there's been so many things that yeah, you really need. You know, you you can no longer just like you know, Amazon sort of be an autopilot kind of thing for you because you'll you'll lose ground against your competitors that are taking place. We've seen Amazon posts uh, now show up on detail pages if you have 10 or more posts. We've seen, inf I've seen influencer posts show up on, on mm -hmm. you know, on detail pages. So um, Amazon is, is definitely, um, they're definitely trying to cater to brands and make it, uh, give brands more tools, more data, um, and you know, um, 
and and make make the platform i think more friendly towards um you know towards uh to, towards brands um we we've seen um video ads now on and off have had a link to, towards uh going to somebody's uh store um amazon is really an another big thing um is attribution and the brand referral bonus the 10 percent mm -hmm. or so on on average that you get by you know sending traffic from outside of amazon with attribution so i think amazon i think you'll see a massive adoption in attribution as a result i think you'll see a lot more tools being developed in order to take advantage of, of attribution um and you know a year from now if you're not using attribution you know, right now, if you're using attribution and you're running outside traffic, you're kind of like a uh, early adopter in a way. A year from now, you'll be behind the pack. Um, if you're if you're not yet doing it, it'll be like the people now who are like who I still talk to sometimes and be like, and we never we never launched video ads yet. Um, and I still had a conversation uh, yesterday with a brand that. Just hasn't done hasn't done videos. I'm like, you haven't done video ads. It's been one of the best opportunities to capture space. And you know, early on, it was one of the best, cheapest cost per clicks. You know, you can get. I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know a product that I've seen lately that hasn't had a video ad, or like not even a video ad, but just a video embedded in its own product listing, let alone a video ad. But yeah, video video in the listing, video, you know, video ad. But there's still. A lot of people, especially in Europe, this brand sells in U.S. and and Europe, and successful. I mean, they're they're a seven figure brand. They're successful. They just never implemented it, and you know, it's like you really need to stay ahead and take advantage of the tools that that you're that you're given. Um, you know, in order to like maximize the opportunity, because you know, if they had launched a video ad, even with the same budget, then you can and and that video ad performs better. You can start to shift budget at least to that ad. And lower your, you know, cost of acquiring a, a customer, your cost per click, your your a cost. Um, great, great opportunity, especially because they're so prominent, you know, on mobile and, um, you know, uh, 60, 70 percent of shoppers, you know, are shopping on shopping on mobile. Another another big thing is, you know, custom image beta in sponsored brands. If you haven't adopted that, uh, I mean you you should you should you should do some searches on mobile and see the difference of what of what it looks like to, to have custom image beta the custom image um, on a mobile uh, sponsored brand ad versus not and it's huge um so like so many so many changes uh this year and then at the same time so many challenges for for brands but i i think the way brands need to evolve is really you know um, and, you know, what I've been doing sort of on, on the agency front, like since the beginning of the year, I've been really, I would say, pushing my um, my team to work on systems and processes for driving Google traffic into Amazon, which we, we've recently started doing. Um, we've now put together an influencer marketing team and we're doing a, we're doing a beta. We're, we're doing it for brand management clients and we're doing a beta for one non brand management client to um, you know, to, to utilize influencer marketing and use attribution. And I mean, this is where, where things are moving. And I, I'm the same way as a brand owner, because if I don't implement this as a, as an agency, then I'll be left behind in terms of like how I can help, how I can help clients. So I keep, you know, thinking about well, what's next and how do we help customers, you know, implement it. And honestly, if I don't help customers implement it, somebody else will. Um, right. So, and you need to think about, 
you need to have that same urgency as a, as a brand owner. You know, if you don't take advantage of these opportunities, somebody else will, um, your, your competitors will. Um, and, you know, if you're going to think about, you know, what are the advantages and disadvantages of being a U.S. seller versus a Chinese seller? You know, the, the Chinese sellers will always be able to launch products faster, get samples faster, vet products. Um, you know, I was uh, we had a company Halloween Zoom party and I was I wanted to uh, I wanted to get a, a cost. I wanted to get front man from, from Squid Games. Right. You uh, and every other person on the planet, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was the number <laughs> one search term for a little bit. But like all the products that were available were only shipping direct from China because they can get those products up quickly. And the prices were high, too. Right. So that opportunity will just not be available for for us based seller but i think but where us based sellers can win is through better marketing better branding um you know you you can see the the, the chinese brand names that are probably auto created by bots that are just creating accounts and and brands that don't make any sense like the more we move towards like um branding and marketing the better chance you have to um you know you you have to um to, to win um, in the market. And that's from a, from a lot of aspects. Um, I, I um, there's somebody my, I got introduced to in my town that has a, that has a product in retail. They, they sell like um, almond flour, like breadcrumbs, like keto, paleo stuff. And um, um, they weren't really a potential client because uh, they're, they're, they're kind of small, but um, somebody in my town introduced, asked me if like, I'm willing to like take a call with them. So last night at nine o'clock, I, I got on I got on a phone call with them and I looked at their listing and I saw so many opportunities. I'm like, first of all, your packaging was designed for retail. It's not designed for Amazon. Look at your competition. Your competition has this like giant thing that says like kiss my keto, like a brand called kiss my keto right. paleo breadcrumbs or whatever, like in big on their packaging for you. I can't even tell what the product is unless I like really like zoom in on the main image. Like you have to think about all these things, how does your packaging stand out, you know, in the search results? Like what are, what are all the areas you can optimize to really like make your product pop and capture attention? And at the end of the day, it's about, you know, good marketing is about being able to, you know, to, to capture attention. I think you really need to think about like every aspect of your, of your business and, and how you can, um, you know, uh, optimize it. I was gonna say, um, going off to your point of the customization, I asked people, how do we, how do businesses and brand owners take advantage of customization of trends or anything like that? When in a quick environment, it's going to last six months. If that um, you want to get in, get out, how do you set processes in place? And I thought there was a really cool story. I forget where I read it. It was, um, it was a 3d printer. I believe it was on Etsy. Pretty typical. Um, you can't really do that customization too much in Amazon, but I think that there will be a, a play there where hmm. Amazon plays in the customization world of you have the ability to customize a front main mask or anything like that, the drop of hat, sell it through Amazon's portal. Seem, it seems like that there would be more opportunity through the customization processes where there's institutions in the United States or local, more local in those markets where you can turn around quicker and take advantage of the search opportunities. Because I think the feedback of there's just no products out there that exist to take advantage of trending opportunities, whether it be pop culture or applicable, right. you, you know, environments of whatever that might be. So right. I thought there was some cool opportunities there in that regards. And a seller said, I, I had all my 3D printers going 24 seven for two months or a month or two solid before Halloween. And 
selling them out like crazy. So things like that, where obviously there's opportunity for branding and ebbing and flowing at, at a time where search can search trends can change like that. Um, the other thing I saw recently, and I posted about this yesterday, uh, is the, is how certain brands are being, are promoting now voice search instead of just in app search as well. Um, and the reason why I brought that up yesterday is I, I look at a couple of brands who are pretty, who, who work well with Amazon and it's almost like the test market of, Hey, we'll try this and we'll offer a really good discount in the old days. That was the way to launch products and things like that, but it's now a focus on featuring different, um, whether customers adapt and they use those kinds of new ways to search of it was telling Alexa, Hey, Alexa, buy or purchase cast. And it was branded term that you had to use like casa smart switch or casa casa smart bulb or color bulb. My, my, you, know, my, my, you might be making the purchase on my alexa right now oh no i was gonna say i hear something in the background yeah i was like yeah. see that's what i'm saying it's like it's so yeah. easy i can just passively be saying that same with apple um products i feel like all the time but in the in the general notion it added it to cart and i was starting to think through this the more and more i thought about this I wonder if Amazon's going to start pushing more weight towards voice search instead mm -hmm. of just in-app search because it's actually streamlining the processes quicker to add to cart. Instead of thumbing through everything, searching, actually clicking through maybe two or three steps, but that just adds it directly to cart and everything's already saved on file. Why not make that purchase a little bit quicker yeah. and reward that search and that capacity more too? Yeah, I, I think... Um, uh like you said, in, in terms of re rewarding it with like algorithmic ranking, if your product is getting more uh, voice kind of uh, kind of search. I mean, I, I see it. I have um, I have an echo show, which is which also has like a, a screen the video. and it's super useful because, uh, first of all, it, it pops uh, every time there's a delivery from Amazon outside. It kind of gives me like a notification that something mm -hmm. was delivered and then I can see on the screen like what what it is that was delivered. Um, and it does sometimes rotate like, like, do you want to reorder this product or, you know, like on, on like consumable, consumable products and, and stuff that I buy. So I, I definitely see, um, I think Amazon also working on improving the technology or, you know, for uh, around, um, uh, around, uh, around voice search. Um, so yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting, interesting to see, you know, how that in, uh, evolves. Is that trackable by the way? Um, I, I say that because of the the big r release of Hey Amazon's pretty planted its flag, flag pretty pretty hard on the notion of hey any sort of ranking manipulation or anything like that. Not to say that this is a way to do that. Is voice trackable in that regards, or I'm assuming it's all done through IP? Would would that be something where you can enhance somebody's searching of a branded term, and if that happens to give more weight? I wonder if there's a way where instead of you seeing keyword research, uh, keyword searches in something like a helium tin, a jungle scout, mm -hmm. something like that. Like what the is voice that, is that? Yeah, I was gonna say what, what's voice search capability and how often I mean, is that being searched for? Yeah, I mean, I I think I think um, it, it's interesting because I think eventually it. I think we might have lost Liron just for a second. We might have knocked a camera loose or so. 
he was about ready to make a really good point. So, Liron, if you can hear me, I don't see you right now. So, I was just going to go ahead and single out real quick. Hey, Liron, if you come back, I'll see you come. But there was a lot of good. <laughs> I feel like he was about ready to make a really good point. I wonder if we lost internet connection. But that being said, it's always fun to do these live. When he does come back, I'll make sure that he can hop on really quickly and we'll, we'll continue our conversation. But for everyone who's watching and listening, uh, oh, there he is. Now we got you. Hey, <laughs> I was going to say, we lost the internet for a second, everyone. Yeah, I, I, I knocked out the plug on my on my internet. And it's, it's restarted. <laughs> uh, so, no, uh, no promise. Man, that was quick adaption. <laughs> oh, I got off Wi-Fi on my phone and uh, didn't want to leave you hanging, so I apologize. No, I appreciate it. No, we, 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 uh, I, it's happened before, believe it or not. Like, this is something where people have lost the internet connection. Uh, it was with uh, Dan Brownshire of Channel Key. And he, he all of a sudden just lost the internet. I'm like, well, we're going to, uh, we're going to vent for a little bit. <laughs> so we're just going to recap. No, uh, go ahead with what you were saying. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think it'll be, I think you'll start to see maybe some of the search, uh, actual search terms adapt, right? Like in terms of people, in terms of the search term being different by the way people talk versus by the way people type. Um, I know that, um, I don't know, a couple of years back, there was like a, a URL you could uh, give that was a direct like add to cart URL that um, seemed to be the same thing as a customer uh, adding a product to cart from Alexa that um, <laughs> she needs to turn off the listening ears right now. Yeah. <laughs> So, sorry. Um, so um, there, there was a thing, and and it was easier to get Amazon's choice choice badge um, by um, by doing that, and it seemed to be a signal for Amazon's choice by getting by by using um, um, Alexa to um, to to add the cart. Um, so um, so yeah. So I, I think it'll be interesting to see how how voice evolves, and also like. As that happens more and more, you know, how does how does uh, how does Amazon think about ads, right? Um, like on an Echo Show device, they can display ads to me. You know, what are they going to do on you know devices where there's just you know audio, and how do they monetize? Uh, you know, sort of monetize like sponsored um, posts using you know sort of using Alexa or if people if people do that, so. Um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see, um, we, we need like a, we needed like a secret phrase instead yeah. of saying the word Ex exactly. her, we'll just call it her or something like that. I, <laughs> uh, I used to listen, uh, I've been listening to Howard Stern like my entire life. And when he was switching from, um, K rock over to Sirius, like his last like six months or so at, at K rock, um, he was, um, he was not allowed to talk about his move to Sirius. And so, uh, by K rock. So they used to say, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> instead of, instead of sending Sirius XM, uh, you know, that that's what they used to say. So maybe we need to, we need I to. I love that. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing too. It's like, uh, it, it's the sensitivity of it, but it's also, it's helpful too. Um, and I, I think just the adaption is just, is eventually going to move there. But the, the reason why I brought that up yesterday and it was so fascinating is it was because it was for a deal. And it was, I think it was a test. Like, I think a lot of these things that brand, Amazon's allowing brands to do is test, right? It, the reemergence of catalogs, 
um, what you weren't allowed to as a third party seller. It was all branded content of Disney, Lego, Mattel, uh, whatever top tier one brands, I would say, um, they give those capabilities. All you have to do is just point and click your app. Amazon gets the data and then allows them to say, hey, this is what the value is. We, we sent that out to 100 million households in the United States. Um, this many people bought an app of the, your product or that product of similar notion. Hey, competitor, you want a spot next year? Pay up. And right. those kinds of notions where you see it with Target, you see all these people of data is always going to be replicated. It's going to be real time of where the shopper is if they're actually purchasing from that source instead of just searching by happenstance and an ad. So I think there's all these other different metrics that they're going to start testing, really hone in on the branded aspect, right? Like you said, the follow button always pops up, whether it be a third party brand or um, a 1P brand. Um, but I think they're setting this table so that when people move from D to C over to Amazon or vice versa, it almost creates a streamlined effect where it's enticing enough to get on Amazon and pay those mm -hmm. extra fees. And for people who are, there's lots of brands that are still off of Amazon that haven't yet adopted onto. So I think that creating those symbiosis processes is really going to enhance that capability and bring on, bring back the likes of Nike or whomever that it's worth that process um, and fee, whatever they decide to charge. But there's also very little brands like Nike that can kind of afford to like not be on the platform and still, you right. know and still you know do really well on their own site and you know um and uh not kind of lose out but I, I think with covid there's so many brands that decided to really embrace uh embrace amazon because of the the fast shipping and you know um just how much adoption there was of of use of uh of amazon right like amazon became like an essential an essential business that people really like needed and relied on and um Lots of brands, I think, uh, realized that during COVID. And I, I also think that um, I, I've seen brands shifting their ad budget from Facebook to Amazon uh, as well because of all the iOS updates and uh, Facebook ads no longer working uh, very well for them um, in uh, in you know in 2021 uh, since since this update. Um, so um you know there's been there's been lots of factors and i and i think we'll continue to to see factors of more brands coming on the on the platform it'll also be you know you also see amazon in some ways trying to be more seller friendly um you know with things like suspensions they now give you kind of like a a notice before you get suspended and uh still not i would say friendly but they're trying to get better of them <laughs> what what's that that's so nice of them to give you a note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Before killing your your whole business, um, but I mean, you you. I, I think Amazon does see sort of the threat of a lot. You know, uh, you know, a lot more brands also getting on Shopify. A lot more Amazon sellers, right? Who were only Amazon sellers in, in the last couple of years have shifted to also sell on Shopify and have had have had success. Um, and you know, Walmart to some extent, um, uh, making a push with Walmart plus and, um, you know, Walmart continuing to add more and more sellers. Um, and you know, I think Walmart wouldn't add as many sellers, new sellers, if Amazon was kind of easier to, to deal with, um, and sellers, you know, wanted more options and kind of 
you know, being, being frustrated with, um, you know, with, with having to, to deal with Amazon, Th- this, um, this brand that I spoke to yesterday, um, he was, uh, he, he, the, the, this guy who has the, 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 the you know, uh, keto breadcrumb product, he, uh, I asked him like, why is a third party seller selling your product and not you directly? Um, and he said, well, I tried opening an account on Am- like a seller account and I had so many issues like verifying and getting on and I opened, I tried to reach out to their help. Like I, I never, I could never open up an account. So I just, you know, I just gave it to, to somebody else, um, to, to sell the product. And I'm like, no, I'm like, you need to get control first and apply for brand registry and like do all these things. But that's, you know, a, 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 a brand owner whose product is in retail and can't even open an account because it's such a frustrating uh, process. Yeah. Well, and, and that's what a lot of people are trying to struggle with. <clears throat> we talked about yesterday of 6.4 million technical Amazon sellers active is 1.5. Where's that disconnect and people are either getting kicked off, but also I think just that barrier is just so difficult to overcome of um, these little things, they just add up and it's really difficult for people who are used to it and they have these, the, these resources, they're used to this background and they can overcome those. But um, like you said, if it's difficult to get verified or it's just a pain in the ass, let's just call it what it is. They're just going to figure it out or go with somebody else. So, um, but I guess looking at our topic and how brands are going to move forward, I, I I think a lot of people are cognizant that they need to be more of a company focus instead of a product focused entity, whatever that looks like to them. Right. Does that, <clears throat> does that to you and your clients and customers, does that mean omni-channel or does that mean diversification in terms of different marketplaces? What does that look like to you? lot of your clients what you're telling them for the next year yeah i mean in in my mind it's not so much about like the all the different marketplaces that you sell on it's it's just having more control so if i develop relationships with influencers who like my product and will you know talk about it to their audience then sort of doesn't matter i can send it to amazon i can also on a switch send that traffic into into my website um, if I have an email list, I can market the list to go buy an Amazon I can market. So the list is incentivized to go buy my website. Um, so I think it's about more direct control, direct communication with the customer than necessarily like where you're selling. But I mean, our focus is, um, our focus is to drive these signals into Amazon. And the reason is because, you know, I think Amazon is looking at more of these signals um, of backlinks, you know, do you have backlinks to your Amazon listing on on content websites? Um, you know, um, Casey Goss just spoke at AMZ and mentioned, you know, he thinks Amazon is even looking like at, are you on Walmart? Are you on D- D2C on your own website as a signal to see if you're if you're a real brand? So maybe there is maybe there is something there. But um, for for me, and like as a focus of growing your sales on Amazon, I, I think you have to drive outside traffic into Amazon. Now, does you know? Yeah, you should. You should. If you have the bandwidth, um, you know, you should have a Shopify site, um, and you should be. You know, you can run Google Shopping ads alongside with Google. You know, Google Shopping ads to your site alongside with Google Text ads with attribution into Amazon. Um, there's also, you know, for brands that 
we have some brands that say have said to us like they're in retail they're they're selling a lot through their own website that we manage that said to us look we don't want to run google ads because that's cannibalizing our our traffic into into um you know into our d2c site and my response is okay but there's people searching like your product plus Amazon, right? Like there's still certain certain searches that where people really intend and want to get to Amazon. There are also people searching your brand name plus Amazon, right? Why would you do that in Google? I don't know, but people do. Um, so, because um, just there's people who just start out everything with, you know, on their computer with Google. So there's still searches I think you could take advantage of. And with your influencers, yeah, I don't think, you know, I think you should send signals to Amazon that Amazon wants because it's going to help your rankings and it's an algorithm that you're trying to sort of manipulate um, versus versus your, your you know, your D2C site. Um, we do see a lot of opportunities in terms of expansion into into Canada, expansion into into Europe. Um, you know, uh, we I have a client that we're running ads for them in the U.S., but they're doing so well in Canada. They don't even want to run ads there. They can't keep they can't keep in stock, and they're not running any ads. For for example, right? It's something you don't really hear about the U.S. market. Like, hey, I'm doing so well in the U.S. market, yeah. I, I don't even need to run ads. I'll right? take that exactly. Right. It's it's not the case. So there's more opportunities, I think, also to expand. You know, expand internationally. Um, that you know, brands should be should be looking at for uh, for for 2022, um, and then think about think about marketing like a brand and not just like I have an Amazon business that I, that I run only ads within Amazon and, um, and that I've, that I'm only focused on, on the listing and SEO side, which again, you should focus on all that. I, I think that's all the low hanging fruit, right? Like you should focus on the optimization of your, of your store, of your, of your advertising within Amazon, of your listings, of, of your titles, you should take advantage of, manage experiments and A-B testing your, your main image, A-B testing your, your title, like all these things should, should sort of be like low hanging fruit that you should be working on. Um, and then, for, you know, and using tools like PickFu, right? And like th these things that are out there that are available to you to like optimize and improve what you already have on Amazon. But um, from there, really think about the marketing um, outside. Um, Google ads to Amazon, we've seen, crazy insane ranking benefits that you're getting right now i don't think that's going to last forever because no marketing sort of tactic lasts forever and just like with video ads in 2019 or whatever whatever that started um this will not last forever so if you're not running google ads to amazon right now using attribution using the brand referral bonus taking advantage of this the brand referral bonus is not going to last forever either amazon will do it for a year or so and get enough adoption of attribution and then they're going to stop giving away that that free that free money so do it now while you can use amazon posts before amazon sponsored posts comes out and becomes a thing right like all, all these things that are available to you that are low-hanging fruit on the amazon platform take advantage but there are some things right now specifically i would say google ads to amazon that i think is one of the best opportunities i could tell you we started running it for a client and um like literally keyword from position 10 to position one after like three or four days of running of running google ads with like a, a ten dollar a day budget um uh, on the product like you know some things that are unbelievable and you know as amazon starts to shift from whether you believe that this is a terms of service things or not, like on rebates, for example, right? Like, well, if you want to take a more, uh, uh, an approach that's, you know, safer and valid, 
running Google ads into Amazon is a lot more of what Amazon wants than you to run you to run rebates, for example. Again, I'm not saying that I think you'll get suspended for rebates. I haven't seen Amazon enforce it. So, you know, let's see, let's see what happens. But and it's not officially in the terms of service. So, um, you know, um, it's a personal decision if, if it's something you want to continue to do. But there could be just other better ways to to rank that are cheaper. And you're actually driving real customers to buy your product um, that may buy your products, you know, uh, again, and you're driving real signals, um, you know, as opposed to like low quality buyers that are mostly coming from, you know, from um, from, from the rebate services and uh, and and sites. So um, to me, the, there's, you know, the, there's a lot of areas where brands can optimize and I'm not the operations like expert but i imagine on the operation side there's also you know a lot of things with with shipping and inventory planning and and warehousing right like all, all these uh, operational strategies that you could also implement to to optimize your business you know i would i would take some time between now and the end of the year um you know so for as to, to plan out your 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 next year so as an example um, in my agency, about six or seven of us, we're all virtual, so we don't, you know, see each other face to face very, very often or at all. Um, but we're all, you know, six or seven of us are getting together um, in December for two days, uh, getting an Airbnb, and we're literally yeah. just gonna plan. Um, basic- Lock yourself out. <laughs> Lock, yeah, Lock- no, I, yeah, and, and I know plan- what you mean. Plan like a brand. You know what are the marketing initiatives uh, we want to put in place for our clients in 2022, and how do we how do we execute on it? Um, same exact thinking of what a, what a brand really needs to think about. Because again, if we if we don't implement it for them, for brands, somebody else will, and you know we're not really adding value to you know to our clients. So uh, I think you really need to to do that in your in your business. And you know, as a separate note, I would say think about the areas that you're really really good in in your business where you need somebody else, where, where do you need to hire or partner with, you know, in order to maximize? Because, you know, I know for me, um, as I said, like, I'm not, I'm not strong in the operations side. I'm stronger on the marketing side. So I focus on marketing and what I do, you know, well, um, sales, marketing, vision, vision for, for where I think things are going, but I'm not, good at the operational side or I don't, and I don't enjoy it because I'm not good at it. So that means I have a headache, man, (laughs) you know, and, and that's, that's, uh, that's where, you know, it's good to surround yourself with people that will complement your skills, whether it's somebody you hire or somebody you partner with, um, to really be able to execute because it's hard to be, to execute in, you know, all areas of the business, especially if you want to grow and you want to take a business from a million a year to 10 million a year, you're going to need, you can't really, um, you can't really do it alone. And, and I'm sure there's there's plenty of people listening that are really, really strong on the operation side, but not as strong on the marketing side and really need somebody, you know, somebody on, on the on the marketing side. Again, whether you outsource, hire, um, but you need to have the right pieces in place for how you're going to get to where, uh, you know, to where you want to be in 2022. And it's a great time to um, think about and make a make a list of all the things that went well for you this year and some of the things you could have done better and and kind of build your roadmap for uh, for next year. Right. Well, I, I my takeaway is obviously there's always competition, right? And I think this year Amazon really really made it hard for 
people to compete with other sorts of buyers, or I should say it made it a little bit easier, but there was no clear path of how to compete. Um, I think you were the one I saw that posted of the review mode of how often, how, how many reviews is too many reviews? Like I, the supplement you said, I didn't even know that there was a hundred thousand dollar, a hundred thousand review product out there, let alone 300. Didn't know that existed. I'm assuming they're all verified and they're all yeah. customers, but that's so, that's so crazy to think like how much is too much? Like, is there a cap? Um, but I, I, I think that that's such an exorbitant amount of like biases towards one brand where you can't compete with something like that. It would literally take forever for you to even get to and match to something it's like gonna, that. It's going to be a problem because what happens in five years when you have, you know, just like a bunch of products that have a million mm -hmm. plus reviews, like there's no way you can launch a competitive, no way you can launch a competitor product up against it and have a chance because somebody sees a million reviews and a thousand reviews just looks like nothing when you look at it in comparison to a million reviews. And it could be a better product, a more innovative product, uh, you know, um, and it'll be very hard to, to, to compete, uh, to compete on, on Amazon. Um, and I think Amazon will need to do something about it eventually because it's detrimental to Amazon too, right? It means that that brand that would normally say, look, you know, uh, it, it's going to cost us, you know, $500,000 to try to break into this market on Amazon because it's so competitive. Let's just go spend, you know, 50 or a hundred thousand on marketing our Shopify site. We have a much better chance for, of success, um, to, to build something off Amazon and, and innovative new brands in, in these categories are not going to come onto the, the platform. And that's going to be, that's, that's a negative for Amazon. And also, you know, it's going to force the income, you know, the, the existing brands to not have to innovate uh, because they just have so many reviews. Like, do they really, you know, does, does goalie apple cider vinegar gummies really need to like focus on improving that product or making it any better or changing the formula, even if they know there could be something better about it? Well, not really. They already have so many reviews. They, they don't need to like need to innovate, but what if, you know, what if the search results just showed 500 plus? for everybody, even if maybe once you go into the listing, you can see like the reviews. Now somebody it's you know, it's not hard to build up 500 reviews over six months or, or a year. Now somebody can come in and, and compete, uh, you know, with that particular, with that particular product. Or what if a brand only showed 12 months? You know, I had people commenting like, yeah, it'd be really nice if like the top review on my listing wouldn't be from 2016 talking about the problems with the product, even though I've already, right. I've already, I hate that as a consumer. <laughs> what? I, yeah, it, it's just when I, when I look at that, I actually paid attention to that as a consumer of, of what, what's the most relevant because I know in the business um, that people have, if their review is popping up from that long ago, it's the most relevant or most rated or uh, I, I forget how they phrase it, uh, thumbed up or whatever um, review. And I know that's from two years ago. I'm assuming that there's going to be some sort of fix. So yeah, it always defaults to most relevant, but actually it should be going most recent. What, what do you look at that regard in that regard? So if it's, if it's bad problems recently, but it's a really good reviews, I actually, as a consumer stay away because maybe it's right. a bad batch of products or whatever that might look like. So it's really hard, like you said, to compete in that notion. And I'm, I'm afraid for SMBs who are trying to launch new products or just people launching new products in general. Like if, if Amazon's going to build an internalized launch platform, whatever that looks like, it's theorized that that could happen then that's fine. 
But if there's not, and you're selling that this tried almost tried and true way to get traffic to a product and to be relevant on Amazon, not being truly manipulative, but to just get visibility and to actually take place on Amazon. If there's no other solution, what do you what do you suggest for new products to come to market? You can't just have what's existing out there. There's always going to be new products, and that right. doesn't seem like a clear path yet for for businesses yeah. moving. Forward. And you know, to some extent, and and, and by the way, and in terms of launching, um, I. I do believe Amazon will will launch an influencer platform where brands can connect with influencers. They, um, I, I've seen a beta called Creator Connect. Um, I don't know too much about it, but I've seen it, and some brands have had access to it, and it's being able to work with 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 Amazon influencers, which yeah. is a thing, and and there are, um, and um, and um, that could be that could be helpful. And again, the more you build up a real brand, like once you start having branded searches and followers and 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 all that in place, then you can send your followers who like your existing products, like, hey, I have a new product. And even though it doesn't have much reviews, if I'm already taking, you know, uh, ping pong, uh, 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 apple cider vinegar gummy, and you just launch, launched, uh, you know, a vitamin D, and I already trust and like the brand, then I'll buy it if it doesn't have reviews yet, because I already trust the brand, and you can communicate directly with me as a customer you know, of the, of the brand. So I think you're going to see a lot more of those tools. I think when, when people follow brands, they'll be able to see discounts and deals and all, all the stuff like pop up on your app and you'll have a much more personalized, you know, kind of, um, kind of experience. And I do think Amazon will, will help brands connect with influencers and, um, you know, uh, give you more tools to, uh, get, in, get in front of, get in front of customers through these, you know, programs that, that are gonna that are gonna you know pop, pop up, especially as like you see, Instagram kind of making a push for more shopping. I'm seeing it all the time on on Instagram, and I'm sure TikTok at the cart will be coming you know coming very soon for for brands. TikTok has been a, a, a major mover of, of physical products, so Amazon's gotta continue to to adapt to it. But I, I think eventually they will they will need to do something with how reviews are displayed specifically in search results not so much i think once you click in the listing it'll be interesting to see what happens but in search results you know it'll just be brands that started around 2012 to 2018 or so that like can dominate and it'll be harder for new brands uh, especially thinking like 10 years down the road five years down the road to come in and compete unless there is a change so i, I believe there eventually w will be a change uh which you know as a separate topic very much will impact valuations um, and should get you to think like if you're a brand right now that has, you know, a hundred thousand reviews, like should you, should you sell uh, at some point, you know, for these types of changes can really influence the valuation uh, of your, of your business and how that eventually affects, you know, aggregators too, who, who bought products thinking they have a review mode, but maybe, maybe not if, uh, if changes are made to how uh, reviews are displayed. So um Major, uh, it's interesting, by the way, on the poll that I put up, how some of the aggregators voted uh, in. Uh, oh, I'd love to see the behind the scenes, how those reviews were, or the, it, the votes were. In, in, <laughs> in, in that poll. And it's very much split in the middle right now. It's like, it, it's a little bit higher on people who say no, not to make a change. Um, like about 53 or so percent of people saying no. But again, interesting to see how not every aggregator, by the way, voted no. Um, so in, interesting uh, to, to see how people voted there. Yeah. Right. And, and gosh, and we were talking about this yesterday too, of, I, I feel like it always gets brought up of the adaption of just how business models were changed 
solely selling on Amazon now it becomes a little bit more diversified in terms of that notion, both D to C going onto Amazon and vice versa. I think that that's the opportunity for growth. And I think where a lot of business models will start to adapt. Again, it's just people power of you have a team for Amazon versus you have a team for direct to consumer. Most can overlap, but there's still a, a notion where you have to drive still traffic to externalized landing pages, uh, websites, things like that. It's a whole different ballgame than optimizing on Amazon. Um, that that model is really hard to be really good and efficient at. On top of, like you said, if you're if you're buying a product with this, it's the number one seller. Gosh, uh, I think it's public knowledge. For example, Thrasio is like we have the number one seller on Amazon for three straight years. Um, Beckham pillows or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I go there and, and all the ads to it are simply rated, have over a hundred thousand reviews on Amazon. That that's, that's its calling card of why you should buy this product. And actually it sold me on it and go, well, shoot, it's been around a long time. It's probably gonna be nice. And they're nice. Like right. but that keeps you from innovating. That keeps you from driving all these different things and, and features and, and kind of adapting where you could. Right. Um, so that, that could be a difficult notion. So super fascinating data set in that regards. Uh, in the couple of minutes I have left with you, uh, obviously we talked about all, all these different headaches. Again, I call them pain points, headaches, death by a thousand paper cuts. Those were, those seem like the bad things. Is there anything that really stood up for good things that like you were surprised by this year and you think will continue into the next year? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think there's, I, well, one, I mean, I think I think when you look back at COVID, besides, let's say, for COVID itself, like, you know, obviously a lot of uh, a, a lot of people negatively aff- affected by it in, in a lot of ways. But overall, you know, very positive for, you know, for the uh, for the industry, a lot more adoption of, of e-commerce, a lot uh, a lot more adoption of Amazon Prime. You know, there, there's uh, a lot of momentum that and 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 change that won't revert back to prior to COVID. So I think that's great. The pie is also getting bigger. So uh, interesting article, if you look up the recent article on Marketplace Pulse that says actually that the US uh, market competitive one actually not as competitive because like, uh, there's more like sales per seller on the US market than 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 other markets. So like overall, the opportunity is still great. We're still in early innings of, of e commerce and Amazon is giving you more um, is giving you more tools to connect with a customer when in the past could you ever you know send a notification to people who follow a brand that you're launching a new product right like when you know so so there 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 are more opportunities that will come for brands when in the past did amazon give you search volume data right like you're getting there are a lot more tools and positive things that are that are happening for um for brands it's not all um negative and you know if you if you if you take advantage of them then you know you still have an amazing opportunity to to grow brand and you know the truth is that you know with all the talk of let's say like aggregators coming in and competing with you they've also made the multiples significantly higher in the last year as competition has increased for your brand so if you you know probably somebody who sold in 2018 for a two two and a half x might be kicking themselves because today you can get you know five x five x is five x is yeah uh, average you know, depend, depend. So like, there's also been a massive opportunity and like never been an easier, better time for sellers to build a brand and exit and get a meaningful amount of money you can put away for your, for your future or, or, you know, even, even retire. Um, 
you know, in, in building a, a business uh, on, on Amazon where you get to sit at home, never touch a product, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, think back 15 years ago, we didn't have these kind of opportunities. So um, I think I think a ton of opportunities, you know, m moving forward, um, if you know, if you look at the positive aspects and don't you know, there, there will always be change. You know, if you only focus on the negative, you'll, you'll not be able to move forward. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's only that we have one, one person, uh, Abdul, really informative. We appreciate you listening on LinkedIn. And I, I think that's, uh, that's the case, right? It's, it's always going to be changing and adapting. I would like to see that continuation of like really enhancing what Amazon expects that platform to be right. If you know the vision, but you're also supporting along the way, instead of com conflict of interest, rewarding one where you don't reward the other. I, I think that that will only enhance its its platform and, and make sellers, you know, more apt. To I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's certainly problems with with Amazon, you know, should they be putting their own brands ahead of, of, of even sponsored results, should, you know, uh, they're super difficult to deal with. They can suspend you like this and you, you'll, you'll never get back up. I mean, there, there's, there's many issues, but you know, I think you need to, you, the reason why brands are there is because the positive outweighs the negative, obviously. Right. Otherwise the, you know, brands would leave. And honestly, like the reality is you don't have a lot of other good choices other than selling on your own website. Um, there is no other marketplace that gives you the, the ability to, to sell in volume the way, the way Amazon does. Time will tell, and always adaption. Again, we're all speed boats. So you can change a little bit quicker than larger corporations, which is a positive um, in that regard. So um, that being said, I know people know how to get in touch with you. What are what are you working on? What what's kind of if, if they want to reach out to you? Um, are you are you taking on new clients? Like I know you got eight fig going on. Like so much with yep. all these different capacities. What's what are you looking forward to yeah. in the uh, upcoming year? Yeah. So I mean, so again, where we're kind of. Well, we're we're doing we're doing full brand management, so we're we're, we're managing um, brands fully on the platform. We're also doing advertising management, creative work. Uh, we started running ads on Walmart um, this past year as well. Um, we've recently it's still in a sort of beta mode, but we recently started running Google ads into Amazon and and doing influencer marketing. So, for me, that's a big uh, initiative for uh, for twenty twenty two to really um ramp that up and be able to streamline it and think about how we provide the reporting and uh, etc for for all of that um and that's incrementum digital um agency you can also obviously follow me on on all the on instagram uh or or linkedin instagram facebook um i have a i have a podcast as well e-commerce mindset um and a facebook yeah, just a couple 100 episodes right Yes. Uh, yeah. And for the hundredth episode, we had, um, Carlos Cashman, CEO of, uh, of Thrashio. Um, and, um, and, um, you know, for, uh, and then I'm, I'm also an advisor to eight fig, which is a company that helps, um, brands, whether you're on Amazon or, or Shopify, e-commerce brands, uh, get access to growth capital along with, um, technology and tools around, um, uh, supply chain and, um, and, um, planning out your your supply chain and getting the funding um, behind it um so definitely keeping uh keeping busy but you know they say when when you love what you do you don't work a day in your life so uh i'll, I'll sum it up man that's that's a lot and i if i were you i'd be 
I'd be losing my hair like crazy. I mean, more than I already am. I'll, okay, let's, <laughs> there you go. I was going to say, hey, can you send me a couple hats, please? Like, I, I feel like starting this podcast, I've lost more hair than anything. So significantly more before I go out into the public again. <laughs> well, we'll get you. We'll get you an eight fig hat, and uh, I'm revamping. Actually, I have inc incrementum hats, but I don't love it right now. So I'm gonna revamp them for uh, for 2022. Man, I'm so excited. I I told people if you're a guest on my show and you 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 see spot behind me, that I mean this podcast is presented by ping pong, but I don't say no to uh, just just random things showing up to my desk or mugs or anything like that. So I'll, t I'll take where I can, but no, that's awesome. I I'm so excited for you. I, I think there's so many innovative things that are happening in our space. I think a lot of rumblings under the surface, and I think a lot of emergence will come from 2022 moving forward. Vents, products, services, there's so many cool things happening. So um, I know you're at the forefront. You're, I'm always getting great info from you and your podcast. And likewise, I, I, I love, I love all the content you're pumping out there. So thanks for hopping on today. Um, I know you probably have to go, but if you don't stick around, we'll, we'll chat a little bit after, but, uh, thanks so much for hopping on today. Ethereum. Thank you so much for having me on. Yep. Awesome. And thanks everyone again for hopping on crossover commerce. If this is your first time or your 182nd time, we appreciate your support. You can listen to all of our content on, uh, on our website. If you go to usa.pingpongx.com forward slash podcast, you can search for every past episode that we have ever had. You can also find them on YouTube. Uh, Facebook, if you scroll back far enough, um, but I would suggest going to our website and uh, checking that out at that as well. Um, or you can listen to every episode as well on your favorite podcast destination. Just search for Crossover Commerce and make sure you hit that notification bell to be notified of future episodes. We're pumping out a lot of here um, this week, actually, uh, as well as just in general. Um, tomorrow, I'm actually really excited. We'll be talking with Mike Freaky of uh, Perch. We're going to be talking PPC strategies to take advantage of during the well, strange holiday season, which I believe is what everyone's thinking. It's going to be a strange holiday season after the COVID bump from last year. What does this year look like? So we're going to be talking with a little bit different, um, having an aggregator on, but we're going to talk about strategy that they see moving forward. He is former Wayfair um, executive, and we're going to be talking through everything with him on that regards. So that being said, I'm Ryan Kramer with Crossover Commerce. Thanks for tuning in to my corner of the internet. We'll catch you guys next time. Take care.